Hello there. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Colleen Klimczak, Certified Professional Organizer. I own Peace of Mind Professional Organizing, LLC. Since 2003, I've been helping my clients live better lives through organizing and organizational and productivity coaching. In addition to organizing and coaching, I support my clients with a weekly newsletter through professional speaking, blogging, and now podcasting. Head over to my website at peaceofmindpo.com to subscribe to my weekly newsletter and to explore the organizing and productivity resources over there, including over 450 articles on a range of organizational topics, including today's new article. So in complete honesty and full transparency, I was just saying to my producer that I'm just going to see how today goes. Not quite sure. I just finished today's article this morning. And the irony is not lost on me because it's about communications. <laughs> so so there you are. Um, yeah, I, uh, I wanted to dig deeper in the month of February this year. Uh, February is Time Management Month. And I promised via my newsletter that we would dig a little deeper into matters of time management. So I didn't want to just do the, hey, keep a to-do list you know, keep your calendar up to date, um, make sure to do routines. I mean, those things are super important. But I also wanted to look a little bit closer at some of the other things that can absolutely keep us from maximizing our time. So last week's topic was overwhelm. And I've heard some good things back about that already. And this week, like I said, I want to communicate around communications. So the working title of uh, this week's article is Communications, Scripted and Unscripted. So I am a podcaster now. I love saying that. Yesterday, I taught a four-hour time management class for a training program at a local community college. And one of the participants actually asked, as an aside, how to write for and start a podcast. And here's the thing, and perhaps you've noticed if you're a regular listener, I write my notes for every episode, mostly. I mostly write my notes for every episode. So I want to make sure I cover what I want to cover. And I don't really trust myself to remember it all in the moment or under pressure of recording, not that there's a lot of pressure. But I still want to remember what I want to cover. And so I write most of my script. Equally important, though, are the unscripted moments, the -the off-the-cuff moments, the moments that make it sound more relatable and personal because they are. For example, I'm also a professional musician, and I can perform hundreds of songs without music in front of me, but I prefer to see the music in front of me just in case. So that's absolutely an example of scripted. However, even though I've not written those songs, I can put my own stamp on it in performance, my personal interpretation, and that would be the unscripted part. So let me be clear. I am my own lifelong coaching and organizing project. Organizing comes as easy as breathing to me as do coaching topics, but I will be a work in progress forever, and communications are ever-evolving for me as well. My actor son and I were discussing that so many plot lines for TV and movies and plays evolve around drama created by poor communications. We talked about Shakespeare up to modern day, but it's true, really. 
How much drama is created when we don't communicate clearly or we jump to conclusions? Maybe we make assumptions or things just don't go as planned. So for this week, I propose that getting clear on your own communications and expectations can save you time and can lessen aggravation later, right? So less follow-up, less drama, fewer mistakes. So getting a handle on our communications can save us lots of trouble later. I'm suggesting a combination of scripted and unscripted communication strategies. So how do we script our communications? but also keep them unscripted enough to remain meaningful and personal. So here's an example of the combination of scripted and unscripted. When I was in college in Ohio, I would call my parents in Michigan on Sunday nights. That was our arrangement. And since we did not yet have email or texting, that was the one certain time that we would communicate in a week. And I used to keep a note of things or events or achievements that I wanted to tell them about. And of course, we could talk about, you know, we could also chat about anything and everything else too, but I had a note so I didn't forget. And of course, I've caught grief about this habit from my siblings ever since about being over-organized, but that's not really news. And I digress. Another example of a combination of scripted and unscripted, sort of, is I prefer in-person and face-to-face communications over talking on the telephone almost across the board. So unless I'm checking in with a family member, I usually have at least some reason to make a phone call and therefore a mental agenda, even just a point or two for the call. Because to manage our time, we also probably need to manage our conversations. We can manage ourselves and be as clear as possible about expectations and time limits while also listening closely and letting the conversation evolve naturally. I will often manage a phone call, especially about professional matters like my business or maybe school board work, like I would run a meeting with an appointed start time, an agreed-upon goal and length of call, and maybe a summary and statement of next steps at the end. So again, scripted and unscripted together. And this leads me to boundaries and best practices, which we can set for ourselves. So apparently this is the week for childhood stories, because as another example of boundaries, another story of child from childhood regarding boundaries, which again, I'm constantly working on, or etiquette. So growing up, we had etiquette rules for using the family home phone. Yes, one family phone Per household, I think we had two or three extensions, but still. So we weren't supposed to make or receive calls after 9.30 at night because it was rude to bother others at bedtime. Uh, Our friends knew not to call after 9.30 or so. And the same thing for morning phone calls. You know, nothing before 8 a.m. or so for personal calls in or out, which is seriously funny as these are my dad's rules and he sometimes calls me now before 8 a.m. my time. He lives in a different time zone. But don't worry, he won't be offended if he hears this because um, he doesn't do technology and he doesn't listen to my podcast. Uh, More importantly, though, I still have those guidelines in my head. So I don't make or take calls or send texts extra early or late at night. What I can do to script is to model the behavior that I prefer. And I recommend you do the same. For example, I will not send a text or make a call outside of what might be deemed polite time. 
even when clients text me at midnight or 2 a.m. I will not be answering those. Uh, I also don't typically answer work-related calls, texts, or emails on a weekend. In some relationships, like a coaching relationship, I can ask others for their preferred method of communications, and perhaps someday someone will ask me the same. Uh, Along those same lines, though, I at least initiate correspondence in my own chosen method. I much prefer texting and email to, um, to actually, you know, making phone calls. So that's just something we can all do is to model the behavior that we prefer. So let's go back to college and speech 101, right? So I remember learning. Um, I probably already knew it. But in communications, we have the sender. We have the message and the language. We have the means or method of communication. We have the message and language received on the other end by the receiver. And then we have feedback, right? So we have to remember that all of those components go into effective communications, right? And here are some ways that communications can go awry. In the last week, I've had people say to me, well, you know what they say, (laughs) to which I usually respond, no, perhaps I don't. Please tell me specifically. I've also heard in the last week, well, it goes without saying, to which I answer, no, no, it doesn't. Please say it anyway. I'm a good communicator, but I need to be clear on what you're telling me, and I'm not a mind reader. I've also heard, well, you know, (laughs) and no, no, I don't know. So please be more specific. And one of my least favorites is, well, what do you think they meant by that in the context of me trying to interpret and report out on somebody else's statement? So for me, what I usually say then is I'm going to take what they said at face value because otherwise I'm guessing and I'm not comfortable with that. So these are just some of those different ways that we really need to make sure that we are managing our communications so that we don't have to waste time later trying to figure out what went wrong. You know, truly, good communications save time when we're clear with what we are saying and what we're hearing. I heard a great question listening to a podcast yesterday. If someone asks you a question and you're unclear about what they're asking, ask them to please ask the question a different way. I really liked that. Um, And that was from the Mind Your Business podcast with James Wedmore. What I liked about it is it takes into consideration jargon and semantics. And I often check in with people in conversation after they've asked me a question, and I think I answered it, saying, did I fully answer the question that you were asking? Again, so just checking in and making sure that all of those different steps in the communication loop worked, right? Okay, so that was a whole lot of communication all at once. So I'm going to sum up, right? What have we learned? So what have we learned? Uh, Get clear on your communication to save yourself time later. Have a script, at least a little, around managing your communications, but be flexible enough to embrace unscripted moments as well. Next, we can establish our own communication boundaries and be ready to lead by example. And then really finally check in regularly with others regarding your own communications. Did I answer the question that you asked? Did I provide the information you needed? Um, Can you ask me that question again so I'm sure that I understood it right? Right. So these are all just ways that we can check in, spend a little more time on our communications effectively now to save a whole lot of hassle later. So thanks for sticking with me to the end. I absolutely appreciate it. Uh, This type of productivity conversation is one that I have with some of my clients regularly. 
If you'd like to explore coaching for organizing and productivity, please drop me a line via email at Colleen at peaceofmindpo.com. Actually, just this week, I can now announce that my assistant has created a link tree for me. So if you wanted to go to linktree with a tr.ee slash peaceofmindpo, uh, you can find all of my different social media channels and email um, waiting for you all in the same place. So that's linktr.ee slash peaceofmindpo. So check that out. Uh, Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you and we can communicate well. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next week. 